Welcome to episode two of the Sophie Lee podcast. Today I'm chatting with Alex Warden, mum of two, and lifestyle photographer from Port Stephens in New South Wales. Uh, Alex and I touch on things like authenticity, motherhood, and are really focusing on injecting activities into sessions, which I'm always really interested as to how she does that. So thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Alex Warden. How are you? I'm good, Sophie. So nice to be here. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. You were one of the first people I wrote down when I wrote my little list of who I wanted to chat with on here. So thank you for doing that. I'm super, super honoured. Thank you so much for asking me. I can't wait to be here. Well, you know that I'm a big fan of yours and have been for a long time. And I guess the one of the big reasons why I wanted to get you on to chat was because I feel like your brand and your your images are just so so strong and so identifiable, which is something that I think um, everybody in our industry strives to achieve. You know that sort of scrolling through the gram and not having to see the name and knowing who it is before you before you see. You know, it's it's something that we all want to hear about ourselves, and you do that so beautifully. So I wanted to chat with you a little bit today about. Um, where you started and and how you got to this point. So just in your own words, I guess, a little bit about you for those who don't know you um, before we move on to that. Of course, I'm Alex Warden. I'm a family lifestyle photographer and photography mentor from Port Stephens in New South Wales. I focus on ocean photography and ocean lifestyle photography. So my sessions are both on the shore and we jump in and we get in the ocean. They're super fun. Um, and all my sessions are a nice big replication, um, sorry, representation of each individual family. Yeah. And that's exactly what we can see when we look at your, you know, I feel like all your families look like you, or maybe they look like people who you would hang out with. Oh, they are the coolest. Honestly, my clients, I just want to get them all together and just have a big barbecue. I say it to all of them. They they would all get along with each other so well. I just love them. I feel so lucky. Like, they're just really, really beautiful people and people I just click with so well. Um, yeah, I absolutely, I have the best clients in the world. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same about mine. I'm always like, whenever I come home and Brent's like, how was your shoot? I'm like, oh, I definitely have a wine with that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's what you say about everyone. I'm like, well, just lots of wine and lots of great people, okay? Just, it's, it's nice when you hit that. It's one of my most enjoyable parts of the job. Like, I absolutely love it. It's, it's just so nice to be able to walk away and feel like you've known this person for such a long time um, or that kind of thing. It's, yeah, yeah we it's awesome yeah the ability to connect in in really what is essentially a very short time and um and to feel like that when you walk away is 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 a real is a real kick isn't it yeah absolutely I wanted to ask you about that actually when I mean obviously when we start out we sort of have a vision as creatives of what type of work we want to we want to present to the world and and at the start, it's it's the striving, isn't it? It's the trying and the idea in your head that you want to come to fruition. So for you, when did it stop being or feeling like a striving and when did it start to feel like a flow or more effortless, you might say? Uh, I really, I feel this so much. I When I had my son, he was born nine weeks 
premature. And this was around the time that I was well starting my business, obviously after a couple of months. But when he was discharged, it took me a while um, to find my feet again. And it just took a really big mental toll on me um, being in the NICU, all the stress of having a newborn baby and a toddler at home. Um, but I think really tuning into what it was that made me me um because I just forgot there for a while like I was just so caught up in being a mom and just surviving and all of that kind of stuff that I kind of forgot to nurture um the things that make Alex Alex and when I started to get back into surfing again spending more time outdoors doing all those things that I grew up loving and that really made me me it I started to find all this new inspiration and I went through this phase of just thinking, you know, I had to be like the photographers that I was seeing on Instagram and um, or I was looking to all of these really successful photographers and going like, why can't I do that? I'm going to, maybe I have to do what they do to be successful. Mm. Um, and I was just caught in this big rut, not thinking that my work was worthy enough of being seen or um, also in this really big, limited belief that there wasn't enough work for everyone kind of thing um but I think definitely when I tuned into that just getting back to myself that inner mm. um that inner work just to be able to reconnect with what it was that lit me up what what inspired me all of that kind of stuff and then it started to come out in my work um and yeah I think that certainly was the kind of turning point for me um, in my business in in just trusting myself um, and uh, like looking inward for the answers instead of always searching externally for the answers, you know, to try and, I don't know, get ahead when really I just had to work on that stuff yeah. for, for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Stop the polling and just start asking yourself for for the answers instead of everybody else it's such a big thing I talk about that all the time oh absolutely it sounds Alex like you kind of I guess maybe got in touch with your inner child a little bit in terms of like the play element you know with you know kind of being more active again and doing the things that made you happy as a younger Alex would that be right a hundred percent oh definitely I really did and it's that um uh, my own childhood is what brings back, like gives me so much inspiration. And if ever a creative rut comes up for me now, um, it used to be something I just dreaded and I would get into this big slump and poor me, um, I'm never getting out of this, I'm not good enough kind of thing. But now when they creep up, I really have learned to embrace it. It's like this little um, knock on the door to just say, get out and do something for Alex, like, what would Alex do in this, you know, to feel better? And yeah. child Alex, uh, you know, she was always covered in dirt and out playing in the ocean and running around with her mum and dad and brother. So, uh, and I still do that. I still get out with my family. I'm very close with my family. Um, and I just recreate those memories and or make new ones for myself and my kids. And, uh, yeah, I certainly do think that um, looking back on, those childhood memories that light me up help with my work. And I also find it's a really awesome tool to use with my clients is because often as parents, you know, we want to, we want to 
give these experiences that we loved so much when we were kids to our kids. So like a question in one of my questionnaires is, you know, what, what were your favorite childhood memories? What did you love to do as a child? And it's, it's amazing how often it is very similar to the things that they want to do, what that they're now doing with their own family, that they really cherish with their own family. It, it often aligns quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you, when you run a business too, we can get so, and then simultaneously running a household and a family, we can get so stuck in the doing and the progressing and that everything has to have a, um, you know, an end point of an achievement. And I think that's why as adults play gets so pushed to the side because when you play, there is not really an outcome where you can tick off, you know, something off your list or um, it doesn't feel productive. So we get, it's less um, seductive to us to go out and just play or, on the sand or go for a swim because it's like I'm not achieving something. So I think especially nowadays this whole, you know, being that boss girl and, and the boss mom and, and do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And whereas I have found, it sounds like you have too, is that a lot of the inspiration actually drops in in those moments when you are playing and you are out of the doing and the achieving mode. Absolutely. I think it's one of the most vital parts of being a creative. You really do have to have that freedom to just not have expectations. I think, you know, when you get, especially when you're, when your passion becomes your business, so much of that passion can get tied up in things like, you know, goals and finances and success of a business. When the whole reason a lot of us started the business was because we were so passionate about photography. So getting back to this, being playful with even photography, going out and shooting landscapes or just something completely random. And it's just for yourself. You don't have to show anyone. It's just keeping things playful and not having to feel like you have to show everything, all your achievements or anything like that. It's just literally to just show up for yourself and just have fun with it. I think I've, I've definitely learned, um, taken so many lessons away from just, just having fun with my camera again, just having fun with, yeah, just, just my family and everything again. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I, I saw on your stories the other day, you made this suggestion to someone uh, to leave your camera out sort of in a family area. And I loved that idea. And what I also loved about it is that I had a bit of a giggle because I thought, oh, so many people would freak out about having their camera sitting around their kids. And <laughs> it reminded me of how reckless I I also am with my gear. <laughs> like I've had so many times where my little one, Maggie, who's like two, has just picked up my camera and I, I just rarely flinch and I've had clients kids pick up my camera and I'm just like oh well you know <laughs> I don't know I'm I'm not precious with my gear at all because I feel like if I am then I'm so tentative to use it or pull it out at times that matter and that's it I think it's well even during sessions you know sometimes that's a prompt it's like do you want to take a that's how I get them to get involved sometimes it's like well would you like to take some of mommy and daddy and then I can take some of you guys running around (laughs) you know it's it's really nice to just just like to take that fear away of um because at the end of the day the camera can be replaced I'm certainly not saying like let's just go and you know (laughs) put our cameras out where they can get destroyed and all of that mine sits up on a nice high shelf because mine would destroy it but 
getting your kids involved and getting is even uh, your clients in the sessions involved in the actual photo taking is such a fun experience and it, it really gets them interested I think in what you do and um yeah just lets them in a little yeah I think it's interesting too that you know for the actual equipment itself to be to be uh into something that the kids can interact with and see the parents can see the kids interacting with it because if people have a really big um I don't know if they, if they see a camera and they feel nervous or they have a camera held up in front of them and they feel something but then when the camera's taken down and the kids are touching it and you know they're kind of breaking down that stigma of you know this, it's this big scary thing to be nervous about I think it can be an icebreaker too for the parents even just watching on yeah that is- you know this camera isn't this big scary thing it's okay we can all touch it we can be around it um and I guess also understanding that the camera isn't the only reason we're all there you know to those moments where you stop and you put the camera down and you connect with kids on shoot is often when you know all that trust is formed and really kind of get them on side for the shoot absolutely I couldn't agree more with that and yeah it's definitely a go-to prompt for a lot of my sessions it just it bring it it's quite welcoming I find like for bringing bringing down that wall between me and the kids it's it's kneeling down Mm. it's showing them the photos of them that I caught of them um, and then giving them a go and just saying like do you want to do you want to click the button I'll hold it you click the button of mommy and daddy or uh, you know of anything really and just letting them have a few and it just kind of it's a nice thing to do right at the beginning just to you know let them go um unless everything's going well um you know yeah I certainly think it's a bit intuitive because then you might also do it to a toddler and they're just going to want to play with the camera the whole time so (laughs) yeah totally yeah absolutely or like my kids, when you photograph my kids, they were like the drone, the drone. They were just like, yeah. So drone comes out at the end when I, yeah, I know. Yeah. They, <laughs> I know they all love the drone. It's it's a yeah. It's very exciting for them all. And um, but and and I guess that's the same with anything running a session. It's it's that using that intuition of right, what can come out now that is going to flow with where we're at in this session. So water, for example, um. Most of my clients jump in the water, but we do that right at the end, but before they're able to get cold or anything like that, because, or that they're just going to want to play in the water and not do anything else. So, um, yeah, just really using that intuition throughout the session. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, your family, your family sessions are quite activity based. I, I, I feel like they're, you're getting them to, to do things aside from just hanging by the water. So what I would be so interested to know is how did you go about finding these like-minded families, these adventure-loving families, um, and what's the ingredient, what's the secret ingredient into attracting them? And not not just for the listeners to know how to attract water-loving families, but what's the ingredient in, in, I guess, finding your ideal client? Because it's such a niche that you've hit there. I think really, like, as family lifestyle photographers it's super important to remember that there are millions of different ways people live their lives and you don't need to be the perfect fit for every single person I often hear um, other photographers say that family photography is a really oversaturated market and I personally just don't believe that's true I really do believe there is an abundance of work for everyone 
we just need to really tune into what makes us unique and what what is true for us. And something that is just so true for me is I find my flow, my flow state by the by the beach in the ocean and I can do my clients such better service being in that flow state in a, an environment that I'm very comfortable in. Then I can say if I was out somewhere where I don't spend much time and I don't know, um, you know, how to navigate like wild animals and all of that kind of stuff. So I definitely find um, when I, yeah, working out that what is the lifestyle for my family? Like what is that um, lifestyle that we lead? Um in like for myself and my my own family and how can I uh, put that out there to be speaking to those people who this kind of lifestyle resonates with and for me that was very much so um you know putting out those beach sessions and communicating in a way to connect with these beachy love and families through my work and my brand we do really attract what we put out into the world yeah, absolutely so so true what you say about the saturated market because i am with you on this so much there are so many everything i feel like there's so many coffee shops there's so many dress shops there's so many labels there's so many and the reason is is because they're speaking to a completely different person each time they create and you know there's um there's there is room for all and you know i see you know our photographers that just only wear really intricate incredible gowns and in studio with studio lighting and your clients your clients alex are just not going to not going to buy that they're just that's not their vibe and just as those people aren't going to come and stand in a bikini on the beach and and write you know um be on a kayak like it's just the more specific you can be I think the louder your voice and the clearer your communication becomes to your ideal client and I think really trying to put that effort and energy into bringing it to fruition like I spent so much time daydreaming about my perfect session and what it looked like instead of just making it come to life and instead of putting it out there so I would attract more of it. I just kind of got on this default, shooting everyone, not having any boundaries, saying yes to everything. I was super overwhelmed, um, but I wasn't really going in any direction. But when I got really, really clear boundaries and I knew what it was and where it was and who it was that I love to shoot and create with. Um, yeah, I think that certainly made things a lot easier in talking and connecting to those like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, it's so nice to hear that somebody else doesn't feel like <laughs> there's too many photographers. Oh, there's just not, not at all. Like no photographer can shoot every family. Like there's, oh goodness, there, there's just millions and billions of families in the world. We can't shoot them all. So it doesn't, you know, if you can really tune into who are the families that are going to connect with your vibe and your style and your voice, that is where you're going to find your your niche, so to say, um, because that's that's you. They're coming to you for you and they they yeah love your values and what you have to offer yeah and not trying to become what you think you need to be it's it's finding out okay well where do I sit and where does this not feel hard you know I, I see your style and it just looks and feels like you and 
I see other people who are, you know, all light, bright and white in the studio and like that's what their houses are like and that's how they dress and it's and it flows onto every part of their life. So it's not hard for them to choose a style because what I get I find a lot, I wonder if you do too, Alex, is how did you decide on a style? Whereas I feel like if you really do go inward, which you, which you mentioned before, that the style is just there. It's just who you are. And you'll always work from a place of ease if you work just from that rather than I saw this style on the, online and I want to recreate that. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's the same when I look at the photographers I'm super drawn to are, are ones where their work looks like an extension of themselves really um it's where i can i can tell how they even dress but just how their clients dress um i can tell where they they love to hang out and um the kind of friends that they have all just by looking at their work because their values come through so strongly um through their work and that is something i'm super drawn to with other creatives and artists or creatives i just i love when people really tap into what it is that makes them them and then yeah it just have it resonate with other people um with their clients and stuff as well I think when you do that then you become your ideal client right so when you're trying to figure out how to speak to your ideal client it's like how would you speak to yourself what do you want to hear what's going to make you want to book a session and and you know, make carve the time out of your week to do this with your family, and then it becomes easier because you're not you're not having to create your ideal client. You are her. And isn't that so true? Like I remember spending so much time thinking like I had to be super professional, um, and I, I live this really laid back beachy lifestyle. But for some reason, I had this belief that I had to be really super well-spoken and everything in my business and then it was amazing when I could just show up and talk um in my bogan tone (laughs) and it just kind of just resonate with the right people you know they're not they're not taking it too you know nothing's too serious and neither are my sessions so why did I have this belief that I have to be so um polished and stuff when it just it, when it just wasn't me yeah absolutely absolutely I I feel that too I think um especially when even when Ash came on board and you know she's obviously dealing with clients and it was you know sort of onboarding her I guess would, might be the word introducing her to my business and I just you know Ash has been a, a beautiful friend of mine for over a decade and I just said just talk to people how I talk to you you know it's you've been my friend for so long you know how I speak um, and that's really, that's the voice of my business. It's just me. It's as if we were having a chat, a coffee, a wine, a walk, whatever it is, I speak the same. And, and that has to really come across in your brand, isn't that? So important. Well, and it also shows who you are before you arrive on your shoot. So if you are having this persona online and through in your marketing and on your website and all of this, and people think that they're coming to someone, you know, very like you know very different to you I should say um they're going it's not it's it's gonna be hard to connect with someone who they think they're meeting but then you're a different person from that person that you've put out to the world if that makes sense so I think definitely just showing up as yourself um really yeah helps in the long run it sure does now when it comes to your sessions when you do 
include activities in them. So whether it's like four-wheel driving or kayaking or surfing, how do you sort of manage that during the session? Are these activities happening the whole time? Are they a portion of the session? Do you just do, do one location and then and do it all in there or do you sort of switch locate? How do you manage these sort of activities? Because I just envision the way that children are and I'm like, do you bring out a surfboard and then all they want to do is be on the surfboard? Like, do you miss something for me? <laughs> no, it's all very intuitive. So all of my clients get a questionnaire and the questionnaire is very much so about what they do together as a family and what comes natural to them. So I'm not going to take a family to the beach despite being a uh, like the coast being my primary focus I'm not going to take a family to the beach who hate the sand don't swim and are only coming to the beach because they liked my photos I want to know what makes their family unique and what they love um, to do as a family because those authentic moments that happen between are able to happen when everyone in their environment feels comfortable and safe to be themselves. And I just don't feel that if I am to force someone to to a beach or sorry, if they were to force a session to happen at a beach just because of they seen a photo and they liked the look of that, they're not going to achieve the same result because they don't feel comfortable in that environment. It's not something that they're familiar with and they're going to be, yeah, it's just all going to fall apart. Whereas if you put them in a, an environment where they're comfortable and they know what to do and they, they can show me around, like I've had shoots on farms and stuff before where I have no idea what I'm doing on a farm, um, but but they do, and for them to be able to tell me all of those activities in their questionnaires and stuff that they like to do as a family, they're what we use as the kind of activity-led prompts. So at the beach, if they tell me in their questionnaire that they love to go camping and, um, you know, the little ones are learning to surf, we will use those for prompts in their session. It will be who wants mummy or daddy to go and push them on the waves, Um all of that kind of stuff and to get those nice closer ones of people often think that it's it's like I have these you know oh I guess we all have tricks up our sleeves but it's but it, it does tend to happen quite naturally because when people are in their environment and they're 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 loving it and they're having a great time those quieter moments happen when the exhaustion starts to hit in um, when people are having so much fun. It, you know, we only have that so much energy we can give, and kids are the same. And that's I find at the end of my sessions when they're when they're getting sleepy or they're a bit cold from the water, they I keep clicking even though the sessions can't like technically finished <laughs> it's that's when they're snuggling in for a cuddle with mom to get warm um all of that kind of stuff I also love to use a lot of um encourage the kids to help their parents um so to keep those action-led things going so say we're climbing over rocks it'll be like can you hold mommy's hand to you know to help her over the rocks so she doesn't fall over or if we have a surfboard for example do you want to help daddy paddle so he can paddle really fast um just getting kids to really help wherever they can yeah, tasks are good hey they love jobs and they like to feel important they love jobs yeah they love a job they love independence yeah <laughs> 
And so I guess that leads on to my next question. I was going to ask you about specific prompts. Um, so just thinking about, you know, when these children are sort of very active and squealy and excited, how do you sort of pair them back and calm them down for those more intimate photos? But I feel like you've explained that a little. I guess when you've got the element of the water, there is all those beautiful little cuddles with the towel around them at the end and, and those sorts of things. Do you have any extra prompts when they do sort of snuggle in? Do you have any extra prompts to kind of really um, maybe all the way that maybe perhaps you direct mum to really make those really beautiful, flattering images of them snuggling into their little ones? Yeah, I use a lot of a lot of movement and a lot of games. Um, so everything is kind of on the move constantly during my sessions. It's so say we're moving from um, the rocks down to the beach, where I, that's often times where I'll be like, "Do you want mummy to give you a cuddle whilst we walk down to the beach, or do you want to piggyback?" Um, we one of my favorites is especially after we've just run around and you know it's all been crazy is just getting them to listen to their mum's heartbeat because it will be beating so fast and it's like can you listen to mommy's heart (laughs) and and they listen like obviously sometimes they're like nope don't want that but you know it's a really nice prompt to go to um just for those little cuddly ones on mum's chest and and just telling mum where to look um and that's it it's it despite being very activity led there's still so much direction there's still a lot of um like I'm I'm very engaged I'm right there um I would find it yeah really challenging to but that like to step back too far but that's also my personality and I think that's one of the biggest things when teaching other photographers is like how to go about a session it's like I've I really feel you need to discover your personality um, and how you work best with other families. There is no point for um, me being quite an extrovert in like a family setting, really trying to pull back and not engage that much because that just won't work for me just as it wouldn't work for a, a quite an introverted person to try and be this really over the top loud person and like it just it doesn't work like that I've had um beautiful beautiful sessions with quite quiet photographers and I I was blown away with what they they captured but it's because they worked to their personality and and their style and themselves they weren't trying to be any other photographer but themselves and it really worked well for them um it's like beautiful work so I think if we can yeah. definitely try and, yeah, tune into our personalities in our sessions um, and not try and be anyone else but ourselves, just like in our business and when we're on session after, right throughout it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's like if, if I turned up and I didn't say a whole lot, it would be awkward because everyone knows I love a chat. So it's like why is she not talking now all of a sudden, you know, whereas if you're someone who is more withdrawn and, and quieter then it's not going to feel awkward because it's it's expected that you are that way and your your natural energy will make people feel calm. It's when you're the opposite to what you are being is when the awkwardness is, you know. It, it's the same as if someone was quiet, was trying to be really like blah, 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 blah. It's like of course you're going to feel awkward because it's not authentic. So it's very, very true. And um and children are children pick up on that. They are the bit like people see through. So it's yeah, it's so important to be yourself on a yeah, session. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, Alex, um, I wanted to ask you as we start to wind down this chat, where do you where do you see Alex in five years' time? Oh, five years. I really hope um, in five years' time my business is just a true reflection of wherever I'm at in five years' time. I hope it just kind of continues to evolve with me um, like it has done so. So uh, in 2023, we're planning to travel around Australia. My business will be coming with me. Cannot wait for that. We'll be, I'll be capturing families right around Australia. And if that is something that we love and it's a lifestyle that we want to continue to lead, then I hope we can continue to, yeah, live like that if it feels right for our family. So who knows, maybe somewhere around Australia, maybe somewhere overseas, <laughs> we'll see. But I just know that I really, really hope that uh, wherever I'm at, my business is a reflection of that. Absolutely, it will be. You're so good, Alex. And so when you do this remote traveling, are you, is that when you, you're going to, are you going to start offering maybe a little bit more mentoring? Is that online? Absolutely. I'll be doing uh, more online sessions and I haven't fully mapped out where I will go with the actual trip. Um, but I, I dare say knowing our family will be clinging nice and close to the coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't get lost inland too much, will you? Who knows? It's still beautiful. It's still lots I'd love to see. But um, yeah, we just, we're beach people through and through. All right. Well, I've got a couple of little uh, questions that you don't know about. Uh, little surprise questions for the end of our chat. So are you ready? Just whatever comes to mind. Okay. Hit me up. <laughs> so who would you like to photograph most if you could photograph anyone, alive or dead? Oh my gosh, that is so tricky. Um, oh, I love, actually, I know there's a beautiful family. Um, Chelsea Jean is her name. She's from Hawaii. Um, I think they have six kids um, and I just adore them. She, They're always out um, at the beach and stuff. So, yes, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're beautiful. Okay, if you could have lunch with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? Oh, alive or dead. Um, Ooh. oh my gosh you're really throwing me under the bus here um, you don't have this one stored I just oh no there's I I don't I can't even think oh my gosh um okay I'll just throw one out um oh my gosh I've seriously I can't even think of any humans right now <laughs> go to the next one I'll come back <laughs> your husband your husband that'd be nice imagine a little lunch date with your husband right now we're not married yet. It's my future husband. There you go. When we're finally married. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Um, uh, what trait do you admire most in a person? I love a good sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And what are some words that you would say to 10-year-old Alex? Stick at photography and keep at it with the same passion that you did when you were 10 years old. Um, yeah, I, I have had a camera in my hand since I was about that, that age and yeah, it's been quite a journey. I've loved it. Yeah. Keep playing, right? Hey? Yeah, definitely. Keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're an absolute gem, Alex. Thank you so much for the chat. I'm sure you'll be on again. And oh, it was so fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> Send me the quick questions next time. <laughs> They're so tricky. <laughs> I just always, I just always like know who I. I just it always floats between anywhere between like Oprah or like Glennon Doyle or someone like that that I just listen to so much that I feel like I. They're sort of like my little online mentors anyway so I think yeah definitely yeah yeah and that's it I've read so many of their books and stuff that I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like who who can who else's knowledge can I <laughs> exactly but Blake's pretty hot I wouldn't mind going on a lunch date with him so hey Blake it is <laughs> <laughs> all right lovely thank you so much and just um quickly where can everyone find you so where can they get in touch with you if they're interested in shoot or um or maybe mentoring yeah, so my Instagram is alexwarden underscore or you can find me on my website, alexwardenphotography.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, honey. I'll chat to you soon. Thank you so much. So nice to chat. Bye, so. Pleasure.